0: We're heading towards, yeah, I'm ready. and I don't want to say it too early, but we've done the least preparation we've ever done, which is saying, like, a lot. Like, we haven't done much preparation on previous shows either, but I think we're heading towards what could be our worst show ever. What do you reckon?
1: What, worst episode ever? We've had some shockers.
0: <laughs> yeah, but this this is going to challenge you, I reckon. Are you ready? Possibly.
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Do not adjust adjust your headsets. I am adjusting the levels. Mid sting. That's pretty good, eh? Not really. <laughs> um, how's Australia going? Good.
1: Yep, I arrived in. Uh, I'm in Melbourne now. So the last like three episodes, I think, have been in a different city in Australia.
0: That's very. That's impre- I'm impressed by that. Uh, Melbourne's where they're having that mental game between the. Um, the dream team and some of the Australian team or whatever they're doing. And they've sold out, like yeah. they've sold out the, um, uh, what used to be called the Etihad stadium, the big cricket slash Aussie rules stadium. But I now is believe it's called Marvel stadium. Maybe. Do you know that? No, it is. I was, I was hoping you'd just confirm it, but, um, it is called
1: Marvel, Marvel as in yeah, like Marvel Marvel. Yeah.
0: Like they've got like pictures of like, Player, like AFL players dressed as um, superheroes all around the stadium. It's crazy, and yeah.
1: That's that's wild.
0: Yeah, and the world of entertainment is wild. Like Marvel's wild, Disney buying Fox and Marvel is wild, Disney yeah. owning Pixar and ESPN. It's
1: okay, wild. here's a wild fact. Oh, okay. oh, well, and, um, it's a wild show, okay. so get it in there. Recently, I, I, I went to the cinema to see the film Captain Marvel. Yeah. I'd like to – I'll add that I really enjoyed it. I thought it was – I thought it was a good one. Uh, there's a bit of mystery in there, and uh, yeah, I, I I liked it. My man, Matt,
0: but, my friend Matt was um, ripping it apart. He was saying it's crap.
1: He's probably sexist.
0: Yeah, that's true. If you don't like Captain Marvel, you're sexist.
1: Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a roller coaster ride. It's a bit of a mystery. Um, but anyway, there's a film coming out with the one I'd say the most annoying poster I've ever seen. It's a DC film called Shazam,
0: <laughs>
1: and it's got um, the superhero. He's got a bit of a Deadpool vibe because he's leaning with attitude, with with his phone out texting while blowing a large bubble. Oh out my of some god! god. Gun.
0: Kill me now.
1: And he has what I can only describe as the most annoying face I've ever seen, yeah. and because he's not wearing a mask, um, so it's like Deadpool if you could see his like annoying smirking face. More but,
0: annoying than like the new um, Superman. Thing. Yeah,
1: it's the most annoying. I said it's the number one most annoying poster I've ever seen.
0: He looks like um, it... a young Rob Schneider.
1: Who does Shazam. Shazam? I mean, I don't know what to say. But um, so here's yes. the thing about it. I googled Shazam because I was like, I'm sure that's a remake or something. Like I've, I'm, I'm sure there's a film called Shazam.
0: Yeah.
1: And I googled it, and Shazam is based on a comic book character uh, called. A DC comic book character called Captain Marvel. Is that not crazy?
0: What? Oh, so, so Shazam is a DC movie. They invented a character called Captain Marvel. Then Marvel came along, so they had to change it.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean, I have no idea. I'm sorry, I, I told the story, and I don't know any of the background, but I thought it was weird.
0: Well, next time you tell a story, research it. I with Shazam, I got it confused. I thought that was what the name of the Shaq film, because Shaq, Shazam. Yes. But that was Kazam. Yes. And apparently the um the article I just looked at right then says that um the Shazam cast is making jokes and laughing about Kazam, but I'm like Kazam is better than what your shit movie is going to be, mate. So learn to respect. Great film. Agreed. We should probably watch for the podcast research. We should probably watch um. KD's movie, um, Thunderstruck, and we should watch, um, yes. uh, I, I hate it, it's like a Mountain Dew commercial or whatever, Uncle Uncle Drew. Apparently Uncle Drew's not completely terrible.
1: Well, I want to see Aaron Gordon's in it.
0: Oh yeah, well, what a great
1: reason. Um <laughs>
0: forgot he was in the NBA. We'll come to Magic Mayhem soon, but we kick off the podcast every week with a terribly named segment, um, The Week in Review. We I can't believe I thought that was a funny joke. I called it Weekend, like your weaker review. And it just sounds like we've just got a lame segment called the Weekend Review. And, yeah. Anyway, the big story this week is the Jazz... Well, today I said we'd done no research, so I've just gone, what what happened today? Um, Quite a crazy game between the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. Yeah? If we were a team... I would finish that sentence, and then you'd continue talking about what I was just talking about. But we're not a good team, so you're just like, I'm just gonna leave no, you guy hanging here.
1: If we were a good team, you would not just mention something. Yeah. You, I don't think you know anything about, and then just throw me in the hot water by throwing to me someone who literally knows nothing about this. Well,
0: oh, I thought we would both looked at the front page of Reddit, so we both had a. We're both well, on the well, same page. Well, I've got page.
1: a vague idea. The they got killed, but um. The Phoenix Suns got killed, but they had quite a few injuries. They had about four guys out with injuries. So it was literally Devin Booker and a team of rookies, I think. And then uh, Devin Booker scored most of their points. You're forgetting. And then yeah. Jimmer Fredette was playing. Yeah. He came on to You've got to add ovation. that detail. That's going
0: to be one of the first details. Jimmy Fredette is back from China. Now, I am embarrassed to say that I believed in Jimmy Fredette. He came out of BYU. He was a star player on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He got picked too high, number 10, got sponsored by Sporting, a brand that I didn't know had made sneakers since like 1992, like a warehouse Kmart brand of sneakers, and then just like went out like an idiot in like two years. Not since Adam Morrison have we seen like a white college player be such a bloody disaster. And uh, he went to China where he started like scoring 40 points a game. And now ludicrously and comedically he's back in the NBA and today in his second game back he shot ten he shot ten shots in fourteen minutes. He made one of them.
1: It's a good make.
0: He scored six points, one assist, one rebound, one steal. Minus twenty five while he was on the court.
1: Yeah, but how much did the team end up losing by? Thirty.
0: So he was there yeah, for a- pretty much all the bad bits. And um, it became a a comical game at the end where Devin Booker was taking all the shots, as you mentioned, going for 60 points. And the Jazz were doing everything they could. They were already at 30, so all they were doing out there on the court was trying to stop Devin Booker from scoring 60 points. I kind of hate Devin Booker. It's such a sad way, because he's such a talented player. This is the way his career's gone. Like, the last memorable thing he did was the last time he scored 60 points against the Celtics. And they kind of were proud of it, even though they lost the game. Um, so this resulted in like a, a, like a accidental or intentional comedy situation where the Utah Jazz were fouling other players on the Suns just so they'd go to the free throw line so Devin Booker couldn't score a basket. And the Phoenix Suns, because they are just a, a pitiful team that should be relegated out of the NBA, were fouling so that they would get more positions so that Devin Booker could get more shots to get to 60 points. Mm.
1: What a pathetic Interesting spectacle. Interesting to see DeAndre Ayton only have nine points against Rudy Gobert.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Rudy,
1: yeah. Um, uh I didn't realize DeAndre Ayton was playing. Do you think... He, you he th- was the second top scorer with nine
0: points. D- yeah, that's insane. One guy's got 60, one guy's got nine. Do you think... If right, you're down... No one had
1: 60, I think you'll find them. Oh, there. yeah, you had
0: 58 points, sorry. Uh, 59,
1: 59.
0: Okay, do you think if your team is down 30 or 35, it's acceptable to chase a, a, an individual scoring record like that?
1: Uh, I think it's sad. It's pathetic. He shouldn't be on the court at the end of the game, for sure. You sit him.
0: Like I know, I know the Suns don't have much going on in their lives, but like it's like it's this is some high school shit. Like I know he's young and he looks like he's like fourteen, but like this is a goddamn embarrassment, Jimmer Fredette. I almost feel sorry for him at this point, but he seems to have no shame. Like mm. the
1: interesting the... F- um, tidbit, I'm here looking at the stats. Uh, Jimmer Fredette played 14 minutes. And one of his teammates, who played 13 minutes, was a guy called Ray Spalding.
0: <laughs> the sneaker company the that tried to they put all their eggs in a Jimmy Fredette pump uh, basket back four years ago when he was a bust in Sacramento. I heard a story because Jimmy Fredette, other teams gave him a try, most famously the Spurs, and everyone thought white shooter Marco Ballinelli type he'll be okay on the Spurs. He was not, and rumor has it that even in the Spurs system. He would still gun shots. He seems like like a halfway. He reminds me of that Cleveland Boun- Browns quarterback. Remember that guy? His name was Johnny Football.
1: Yeah, Johnny Manziel. Jo-
0: Johnny Manziel, who would just throw, throw, throw crazy I think passes. Johnny Manziel's
1: Glock- back in the. Um, he's in the CFL, the Canadian Football That's League. So he's, funny. He's making waves.
0: Um, that was uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to get
1: some. Uh, it's Forget Spalding Shoes. They're awesome.
0: I want to get some Lee Koff Sportif. Um, uh, who's that guy you love who plays for the Grizzlies?
1: Joakim Noah.
0: They made Joaquin and Noah Shoes, which was quite a good concept. Like, get a French player or a French-American player who was kind of stylish. And when they came out, they actually bought some to Australia, and I had a chance in Melbourne to buy some, and I turned it down because I didn't want to buy some weird Lee Koff Sportif Shoes. But... I kind of regret not getting Joakim Noah's signatures because they definitely will go down on some sort of web page somewhere as some of the um, some of the worst um, weirdest signature shoes of all time.
1: I wonder what he's currently playing in if he still plays in them.
0: He's probably just got Nikes now. Most players just go into Nikes as soon as they. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you see the balls? Another big story this week: uh, the Ball brothers deleted like all mentions of Lonzo, a big baller brand, basically from their Instagrams and Twitters as um, rumor is that um, like the, the big baller brand, not the, the dad, but the dad's friend was like embezzling mm. funds.
1: Well, and... One of the, the headline was that um, Lonzo had deleted all photos about big baller brand hmm. and all photos of his father. Hmm. That was what I read. And people were like, that's so sad if his, if he's cut, if it's like fallen out with his dad as well. But my theory was like, He's fallen out with the brand because of that other guy. Yeah. And he's deleted all photos with the logo on it, AKA every photo of his dad, because his dad would be wearing a big baller brand shirt.
0: I'm, I'm sure his, him and his dad aren't going a handy guns. Like the guy was convicted for like various types of fraud in the past. It's weird that they gave him a stake in their business that basically mm-hmm. was all like Lonzo was their entire business and while it was a shocking business, they'd done better than anyone expected, I think. But, um, uh, yeah, they won also, me over as a fan. Yeah, the sneaker the they released this year, <laughs> genuinely, I think, the best release of the year. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating. You look at the new, um, the new KD shoe came out, um, this week, and holy shit, it is bad. They released the color, the coloring, uh, the color scheme they released was, um, gray and lime green. Like, they call it a 90s throwback, but it's just the most disgusting shoe I've ever seen. And I enjoy the KD range traditionally, and normally wear a lot of Nikes. But, um, yeah, I honestly think Big Baller Brand, we've said it before, has the best release. Yeah.
1: Um, I have an update on Joakim Noah. Mm-hmm. I searched. It looks like he is wearing Nike currently. But then while I was looking at the shoes, I, I saw a, a photo that I clicked on. Caught my eye. It was TMZ Sports with the headline, Joachim Noah sues Lecoq. LeCog. Le <laughs> Le Co- what?
0: The brand's called Lacoff, isn't it? LeCog Sportif.
1: C-O-Q. Lecoq? LeCog Sportif. I think it's cock. Lecoq. I wore your crappy shoes, and you screwed <laughs> me out of a fortune. Uh, so it claims that, um, this is from 2014, it claims that Joachim Noah has um, sued them. I don't know if it's true. Um, it's so
0: funny that he called them crappy shoes. That's uh, what I love about joking, Noah.
1: Noah claims that things came to an end in 2013 when they suddenly stopped paying him money he believed they were <laughs> obligated to pay. He held up his despite the negative energy, he held up his end of the bargain and wore their cock sport shoes in the, every NBA game he played, even though he claims they were not well designed and likely contributed to my development of plantar plantar fasciitis
0: plantar fasciitis yeah, You nailed it um amazing That is that's plantar f-
1: fasciitis sounds like the uh, island that jurassic park's on
0: <laughs> yeah it does a little bit to be fair um before we get to the um magic mayhem uh portion that everyone's been waiting for to find out how the magics playoff push is going i just thought briefly um and i got a good godvin been thinking as well uh, I just thought briefly would mention some bullshit. It's basically a guy I've been thinking, but it was um from Jeff Van Gundy. It was a couple of weeks ago now, but it was just something I noticed and thought was mildly entertaining. Jeff Van Gundy, you know how he goes on those big rants during the broadcast about random things. He um mm. he threw out the idea. I didn't you didn't say yes, you do know about those, but I just kind of I said mm. Okay. Um, thank you. He um he suggested and I know you'll be open to this. Um, because you're a LeBron hater, but I, I think it's interesting as well. And everyone thought it was ridiculous at the time. And we do, I think we should. Before, before we say it, yeah, well, we'll spoil my punchline. Before we talk about this, I just want to say that we do acknowledge that this is a ridiculous idea, but it still should be talked about. Um, uh, he said that they should look at all their options and. That might include trading LeBron James. And the in Mark Jackson being the D D head that he is, was like you're crazy you're off your face, stop talking, cut his mic. But like he wasn't saying trade him. He was saying look at all the options and if trading him is the best option, then take it. And I think they
1: should trade him, for sure.
0: LeBron James is still a very good player.
1: No, here's what I'll say. Yeah. I think he doesn't fit the timeline. At all?
0: No, but they they want to trade those young players, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's crazy. It's like a it's like a Brooklyn Nets esque situation back in the day where Billy King traded away all their picks and young uh, their future for old dudes. Hmm.
0: But they don't want old dudes. They want Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah, I guess. But LeBron's. Pretty old now, isn't
0: he? He is, but he's still he's still okay. Like, the point is, he's got after this year, he's got two years left on his three year deal, and mm. he's still someone who you could tr- try and go to the finals with. Maybe not as your best player, but as your second best player, like you know, in the role that Dwayne rapp- actually actually I shouldn't be so hard on him. Maybe he's so old now, I just can't believe he's still at this level. But yeah, possibly as your best player. But like, if you had Anthony Davis, then LeBron could be a bit more of a a two B. Fill out some with some Kyle Corver Mother effers who are just traveling around chasing a ring. Fill out the roster, and you've almost got yourself. Okay, maybe not in the West, but you've at least got like, yourself like a good playoff contender. Who knows? Maybe they can get.
1: Well, two, for two years, and then it's.
0: Yeah, two more two years of pushing. But you got to remember, LeBron James is so special that it's worth it. I think. But I would I trade
1: him for as many picks and young talent as possible, and I build you, for the future.
0: But you hate LeBron. Um, yeah, he I wouldn't
1: have got rid of um, D'Lo D- in the first place.
0: Oh, it's easy to say that now. No one thought that was that big a deal when they got rid of him. Um, everyone was like, good trade for the Nets, like picking up, you know, like a buying low on what could still be a decent asset. But everyone was like, Lakers, yeah, you're right, cut ties, do it. I remember Magic Johnson, like almost like in- insulted D'Lo for being shit, like, as they traded him, which seemed real yeah. unprofessional. Yeah, like, but I, I like that though. I wish I like like GMs and stuff who do stuff like that. But like, it's boy as it looked in retrospect has looked like such a bad uh, trade. What well, they get, oh well, they got rid of him just to get rid of um, that guy Magic? What they got rid of him? The, the reason Delo went to the Nets, they got rid of him because a they didn't think he was in their future. B they wanted to get rid of like the contract of um, that dude who's now in the Magic. Um,
1: Timothy Mos, yeah, Timothy, Timothy Moskov.
0: <laughs> Not Timothy. Like they literally just put him as the throw-in, and um, it's now he's an all-star. It's gone. It's, a, it's been a bloody disaster.
1: Um, I, I'm shocked. I'd be shocked if like Magic Johnson and Rob could I don't think should get another year.
0: Well, most people hate them, but I, I don't know if it is revisionist history. I saw someone on Twitter or Reddit the other day saying that. Um, don't let them say that they um and i, I wanted to go back and look a it up throwaway year yeah that this was a throwaway year but i'm pretty sure when they got him lebron james they everyone yeah. said that this was a throwaway year like that's how i remember it and maybe it's no, brainwashed. Think, i
1: do remember seeing something about that like this might be a throwaway year but i think they just meant in terms of not winning the championship this year mm. but I I cause I I got downvoted to heck when I said the Lakers wouldn't make the playoffs. Hmm.
0: I still I you're real proud of that and I think about that a lot. I don't think you should be that proud of it because it was injury assisted. Like there's still a good chance they wouldn't make it, but they were on track before LeBron missed 18 games or whatever, like yeah. But I mean, you, good on you for saying You did call it correctly, so good on you, but yeah. And I mean, you got to predict that a team with Lonzo Ball and a f- 34-year-old LeBron is going to have some injury problems, but yeah, it's been a bit of a... Even the young guys are, like, injury disasters. Um, but yeah, they should... The reason they should consider training LeBron James is because he is such a big brand, and it would be, like, such a hilarious... For a start, it'd be hilarious, like, what a horrible stab in the back. But also, building around him does seem to be a massive challenge, and who knows, maybe they pull it off, but it's not looking great at the moment. Um. But like other teams would value him so much just because he makes your brand like a team like the Knicks or something like that, like who aren't looking doing much in any any anyway, he'd just be mm. such a valuable piece. Like he'd be overvalued in terms of what he contributes on the court.
1: What team? Here's an interesting uh, game. Mm. What team right now? Mm. If you were like because LeBron uh, not going to make the playoffs, mm. what team apart from the Lakers do you think he would fit into the best? They don't have to be in the playoffs, but...
0: Um, what do you mean by that? You mean, like, which team right
1: Which now... team w- would, like, LeBron, like, slot into the best?
0: Or a team with a lot of shooting and, like, yeah. the, probably the LA Clippers <laughs> and, like, good role yeah. players, young defensive players, yeah.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Well, who do you think? I couldn't say. Good on you, man. <laughs> um, well, I hope you got some, uh, some better takes than that because um it's time right about that time for the stars to roll on out
1: i sit down
0: i used to be jealous of every my love just we're taking every game personally. how about elmore yeah wow there's your badge there's your badge there's your badge badge
1: just looking for the doc
0: Okay. Um, okay. We cut want to bit. know what's going on with the Orlando. We're not doing any yeah, editing, cut, mate. Cut this bit. We're not doing any cutting.
1: The East runs through the Orlando Magic yeah. and Michael Carter-Williams. Five mean... wins in a row. Uh, today, we played the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, with, they didn't have Ben Simmons, but we went on a 41-11 run to beat them by 20. And we held them without a field goal for 11 minutes and 50 seconds. 10 seconds off an entire quarter. Amazing. It was huge. We've had uh, the best defensive rating out of any team since since January. Uh, tomorrow, we play the Miami Heat for the eighth seed. We're at half a game so back. so good. The winner tomorrow gets the eighth seed currently. It's the biggest game ever. In a long time, since at least 2012, so any, when Dwight Howard left.
0: So I- anyone who uh, is into the NBA tomorrow, tomorrow Magic vs. Heat, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And who would know that having a weekly Orlando Magic um, segment on the podcast would um, pay off? Not me. I had no faith in it.
1: These, man, so much heart and fight in these boys – Michael Carter-Williams, what a legend. Where did he the come from? He came from
0: the D-League.
1: He came from out of the league. He keeps The quote he said the other day was he's playing <laughs> for his basketball life right now.
0: He was like, I am um, living." I was living in my car.
1: Yes, he was living in his car, and now he's playing for his basketball life. And uh, he's great, man. He's he's, be, he's been so good for us so far. Um, so today, he just 15 points, uh, 6 rebounds. Three assists, two steals, and a block. The guy's a beast. Um, man, I love this team. What else? What do you want to know? Um, are Which you?
0: you, you yeah. Are you pretty? <laughs> are you... <laughs> Congratulations, man! on putting together a well a well run segment. Um, are you confident they're going to make it? Where, where are you at now? Are you pretty confident?
1: I mean, tomorrow's huge. Yeah. Uh, but. They can make it Peter for sure. He's also
0: looking okay. Are you not a bit
1: worried? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. The, I'm scared. I'm very scared.
0: And it's in Miami as well.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Magic have. There's just a few games that's like. A few kind of quite tough games that are coming up that are critical, really. Tomorrow's basically the first of them. And then, um, against the Pistons, the next one is critical. I mean, every game is critical. Checking but out your
0: a... favorite website, um, tankathon.com, Miami has the 16th toughest strength of schedule right in the middle and Orlando 18th. So they're pretty much the same down the stretch. Miami um, mm. Miami plays Boston twice, though, a team that is uh, probably – are they settled where they are for the playoffs or are they still fighting? Um, whereas Orlando is up with uh, Pacers and uh, Pistons, who are both going to be yeah. fighting for their lives as well. So it could be quite exciting,
1: man. I say we definitely beat the Pacers and hopefully the Pistons. I think we can do it.
0: Uh, would the Magic, if they play the Bucks in the first round, win a game? I don't mean
1: to pop absolutely. Too big. I think they could. I think they could win a series against the Bucks. In okay, the you're, first a, round. you're a, you've lost your mind. No, you're no longer I, a credible source. No. I, I say that seriously. If the Magic get the eighth seed and they play the Bucks in the first round, they are capable of winning that series.
0: Do, do you know what I want to see in the first round? Uh, Pacers-Celtics is going to be quite good, I reckon. Do you reckon the Pacers can beat the Celtics?
1: I think this, I've already. my prediction was that the Celtics are going to win the East.
0: Oh, well, yeah, okay, well... I don't know why I ask you questions because you continually astound me with the. I'm going to go back to but before you know how we um. Answers.
1: You know before how we, uh, we we did that game where we said what team LeBron would fit into. Yeah. I've had some time to think about it. You
0: made up that game and then didn't answer.
1: The yeah, well, it, it was a tough question, man. <laughs> yeah. I think Clippers was actually not a bad thought from you. I think. uh well, yeah, it's a, What it's, about Portland?
0: Well, not really. So not, I don't know.
1: Damian Lillard, uh, CJ McCollum. Oh, God. About Nor, 12.
0: Nor Kitch, like, snapped his leg off today.
1: Yes, about 12 white guys who can uh, presumably shoot threes. Um, Portland. Indiana. Put them in Indiana. Because I think any time they've got, like, a big man who can shoot threes, a.k.a. Miles Turner, I think. Yeah. Uh, helps. Um yeah, those are my teams. Thanks. There.
0: Oh, hey, man, I appreciate you bringing that interesting topic back to the fold. But can we talk a li- briefly about playoff rankings at the moment? Because I'm very, very excited. The Thunder have fallen to the eighth seed, which would mean Thunder Warriors round one. Our mate, uh, other Matt, I just realized we've got, I've mentioned, already mentioned a guy called Matt on the podcast, and then we've got another friend called Matt who loves the Thunder. He, last year, when they the Thunder depressingly went out to the um, – jazz in absolutely shocking disgusting fashion um he reckons the thunder were built to beat the warriors with carmelo and paul george so they um missed their opportunity by running into another team that was their kryptonite i think the thunder could take games off the warriors like that is quite exciting 1-8 matchup like they probably won't do much damage but like you know like the they could take two 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 games
1: yeah, I I don't trust the Thunder come playoff.
0: Time. No, 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 neither do I. But like,
1: no, not, you've made your beard. You would hate to you play think...
0: them in the first round.
1: I'd rather the Thunder than the than any other Western Conference playoff team. I think.
0: What more than the Trailblazers or the Jazz or the Clippers or the Spurs? Yeah. Okay, you just all right. I well, I just disagree. Um, I would say. What?
1: That... Why? Why do you disagree? they've got Uh, a worse record yeah but they've got paul
0: they got paul george and russell westbrook and Mm. i just think the playoffs are about mm. playoff experience and stars and both of those guys or maybe not so much paul george but russell westbrook regardless of us hating on him is like a decent playoff performer who does like
1: ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices
0: To another level yeah. and is i feel more paul safe really about scary. paul
1: george than russell westbrook
0: yeah but he do, he doesn't have a great reputation um in the playoffs thus far i i mean i I, yeah. I expect him to rise he's also slumping at the moment as well i think it's bullshit that thunder fans are blaming there because they've been shocking recently um thunder fans are kind of blaming it all on paul george's slump but i'm like Your team can't be reliant on Paul George playing at an MVP level. He's kind of fallen out of that conversation now. Yeah. And especially when it's supposed to be Westbrook's team. And it's weird how he's kind of a little bit immune from criticism. Um, I think they are – I don't think they'll beat the Warriors, but, like, they are, like, a a great matchup. And the the Western Conference Finals is so tasty. I could pick the Spurs at seven to beat the Nuggets at two. Um, I'd say the Rockets will probably beat the Clippers – trailblazers jazz like it's all good it's all gravy baby it's exciting as hell
1: yeah i'm excited to see these clippers in the playoffs man well, i like them.
0: they're it's a ludicrous concept they've won five on on the trot and are like you know gunning for the uh uh apart, i'd Steve. say apart from
1: the magic they're the coolest team in the nba they're the second currently the second coolest team well in there's the NBA. nothing
0: cool about them but i you know you've said well, li- i'd nah. say they're likable
1: they're cool. Like,
0: they're awful uniforms and they're starless team yeah, and they're weird. I'm just port. talking about the players. they got some cool guys. Who's the coolest player on the Clippers at the moment?
1: Um, Patrick Beverly, probably.
0: <laughs> I'm not big. I don't think Daniello Gallinari is very cool.
1: He's a cool guy. I'm man. glad he's
0: not injured, though. How much on a bet he so gets? Classy, so I, classy. Okay, can we put a bet on right now? And this is a sad bet to make, and I'm a bad person for making it.
1: Is he going to get injured?
0: Um, yeah, I bet the Clippers. They have won five in a row. They're exciting going into the playoffs. They've got no stars whatsoever, but quite reliant on, like, you know, former potential star. He never really became a star, but, you know, perennial injury problem, Danilo, Danilo let's not try and say his last name, Gallinari. Danilo. Danilo Gallinari.
1: Danilo.
0: I almost guarantee in the last 10 games of the season, he'll get injured and not even play in the playoffs and it'll be just, I just... Feel sorry for that guy. I believe
1: well. in the Clippers, man.
0: Do you believe yeah, in I, Danilo making yeah. it to the. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he's going to. Uh, um, should we look at the East playoffs briefly? Yeah. So, one versus eight uh, will be Bucks Magic, hopefully. That should be uh, a
0: four game sweep to the Bucks.
1: Disagree? It's good. Uh, I'm
0: excited for you, man. I don't mean to be such a dick. Um, it's so exciting the Magic got this momentum. Like, five in a row. Um,. It was an overtime win against the Grizzlies, but I saw the Grizzlies... I don't know what the Grizzlies are doing and if they realize that the team's supposed to be tanking, but they spanked the Thunder today. Wait, who did? The Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, what was it yesterday? I don't know.
1: Okay, the Raptors uh, two seed versus the Nets seven seed. I could see the Nets taking that, knowing the Raptors in the playoffs.
0: Uh, yeah, no, the Ra- the Nets are a, buggy, a boogie team for the... Uh, uh Raptors I'm still I've lost a lot of faith in the Raptors because they've had a bit of a ropey record so far especially against the Bucks but I do I do think they will be a chance at the finals. still even though I've lost a lot of my I was very confident earlier but I I can't see them having a problem with the Nets or their second round um uh, match up the uh, 76ers, probably
1: Pistons Pistons seventy sixers
0: seventy sixers should have that easy they got so much talent man, on the floor
1: the, yeah they just, they don't look good today man the Magic locked them up yeah, they, they didn't have Ben Simmons but still I I just don't I don't trust them come playoff time yeah okay. I think they should be way better than they they've been playing like their team is stacked when you look at like at least the starting five if you could say uh, about
0: the Celtics and they lost four in a row heading into a 4-5 matchup with the Pacers, where I'm like, they look... Mm. they look. I, I, you could almost pick the Pacers for that one, almost.
1: Yeah, possibly. I, don't I love know saying those, Brad I just... Stevens
0: is a bad coach, but, I mean, he's piloting this... Everyone loves Brad Stevens, but he's piloting this piece of shit at the moment.
1: You're saying he's a bad coach?
0: I've said it many times. I'm saying... I, I shouldn't say he's a bad coach, because I think he's been a great coach in the past and played some of the... Like the best basketball of the last ten years, some of his teams, especially when back in the days when they had um, Isaiah Thomas. But um, I say that we, he gets good when the Celtics go well. He gets all the praise. Why isn't he going to get all the blame now that they're a, a you know a flaming dumpster fire?
1: Yeah, I think that's excessive. But um, well, that why not. why
0: not? The team's terrible. They have got terrible morale. They're massively underachieving, and he's the coach. But when they were massively overachieving. He was the hero, you know.
1: Yeah. You weren't rubbishing the Thunders before you were like, Oh man, they're so dangerous. Um you're not yeah. calling them a dumpster fire. Yeah.
0: They're I think I think the Thunder I think yeah, but they're in the,
1: the same record.
0: Um, the, I think the Thunder have less talent. Oh no, maybe about the same as the Celtics. But I would I would I would rate the Thunder more in the Celtic than the Celtics in the Uh, playoffs at, at the moment but also the Thunder's coach is also a shit kicker and he but he does get blamed he's not he's not loved like Brad Stevens is you know yeah but that's the that's one of the problems with the Thunder right like they've always had bad coaches I know your theory is that it'll be always Russell Westbrook's fault but like it'd be nice to see him with a coach that people didn't think was terrible that they got from bloody NCAA basketball um all right. Well, that's quite a few hot takes from me, and you know what? After a few hot takes from me, you know what that means?
1: Yeah, you got to fill this. Bit of time pork for
0: uh, time for some more hot takes from me. That's what it means.
1: Yeah, you still got to fill it with more talking. God,
0: thinking. God thinking. God thinking. Can you make me another sting? That's shocking. Um, <laughs> it was a good idea but the execution was uh, mixed, to say the least. Um, this is a good one. Bit of fun. I think Guy Fenton's thing has been getting too serious. Let's get back to the silly silliness that made this segment such a beloved part of the show. How many years since the movie Eddie came out, we both love the movie Eddie, is the Whippy, it's the movie, for people who don't know, we have talked about it quite a bit on the podcast, where Whippy Goldberg Plays a, um, is she a taxi driver or a parking lot attendant? A taxi driver? She plays a New York City taxi driver, I think, who, are you still there? Yeah. Who um, who sits in the crowd, heckling the team um, in a Spike Lee kind of way. And then um, they get bought by a new mental coach from Dallas. And he he's like, hey, this team is terrible. Why don't we do something different? Why don't we get that, that crazy heckler from the stands to coach the team? Hmm. It's a really. Um, I really like that as a concept for. As, I mean, I saw it as a kid, but like. Um, it yeah, was I really ni- want to rewatch it. It was a 1996 film. Now, since 1996, the Knicks have only had. You remember, this is more than 20 years ago, have only had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine playoff appearances in the East, mm-hmm. which is a disaster. And in the last five years, they've had two, like, three under 30 win seasons, and the other ones have been just over 30. They've been such a bad franchise.
1: Yeah. Do do you are they going to get a fan to coach the team? Do you, you that, think like...
0: that's what they should have done? For most of the season uh, in the last twenty years. Like let's be honest. I think
1: it it would be really fun. It'd be so I fun. Think, I think it's a good idea. The um, um
0: the Ravadivak, the um owner of the Sacramento Kings, famous crazy person. I think uh he's Indian American rather than being from um Dallas, but also got that similar eddy kind of vibe in terms of being a bit of an outsider as a basketball owner, you know? Hmm. He um, suggested um, the, fan should, the fans should vote on what the team does via an app, which was such a funny and great idea. Um, but yeah, I was like, the Knicks would be a better team, more yeah. lovable team I if would, they got fans I, to coach the team.
1: I think it would be awesome if a team let its like, subreddit BGM or something. Yeah. I Perhaps think that also. would be great.
0: Well, you've heard everyone obviously legendary has heard my theory about crowdsourcing murder investigations, which is obviously a great and flawless plan. Yeah. So any cold case murders you just put on this app, I don't know what I should call it. What should I call it? It's not like Uber, but it's like mur- murder or something. Murder. Instead of murder. Mm. And it's like, there's, someone's gone missing or been murdered, and the police can't solve it. So, like, people are obsessed with true crime at the moment. How about you have a crack solving the crime? The yeah. Pro- the problem with the theory is that you'll get, like... Um, like people off the street going into like businesses and properties, like breaking into like murder scenes, crime scenes, and stuff like that, harassing victims and witnesses, and you know, citizens yeah. arresting people who are completely innocent. But that, how entertaining would it be?
1: Someone showed me a clip the other day from a, a TV show called maybe Ped- Pedophile Hunters or something. <laughs> it and it's like good. These, these British kind of um, hooligan mm. guys who set up traps to lure, um, lure pedophiles in, and then they film them.
0: Is it on um, YouTube, or what? Is it a proper show? I don't know what
1: he was... It's a real show. Is sh- it scripted show. or reality TV? I think it's, it's maybe a documentary about the guys, but I think the guys filmed it and then would put it online and, and slash to the police. But, um, yeah, it was quite crazy. This one guy comes in, he knocks on the door, and then they bring him through, and his eyes, his face is just so shocked. And then, and then he kind of sits down, and starts smoking, and they're like kind of talking to him, and he's he gets quite like um he gets a bit kind of sooky. and then they're like uh they're like what what well like what are you what why aren't you talking kind of thing, and he's like well I'm a bit shocked, aren't I? And they were like why? Because you were expecting to come here and meet a young girl, and he's like well yeah I come in here and it's just you lot with cameras. <laughs> It was crazy.
0: Are you sure? Are you sure it's this not this is like real? A comedy? No, this
1: is no, this is real, man. I can't, I can't remember what it's called. That but is amazing. It's called... Yeah, it's insane.
0: It's 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 like a low budget version of To Catch a Predator.
1: Well, it's not even low budget. They they <laughs> they just they just um, vigilantes.
0: Yeah, okay. It's, it looks. real. It is a
1: thing, though. Like, don't you think that? Like, oh, I don't know. Let's what? move on.
0: Like, yeah, just citizen's arrest. Well, I mean, I don't... This is a tough subject, and the, the Advanced Analytics podcast doesn't shy away from tough sub- subjects, but in many times after hearing what we have to say about tough subjects, you kind of wish we would shy away from them. Um, but I just want to bring it up briefly because I know you're a huge Michael Jackson fan. I was too. The documentary's come out. Have you watched it? No. And are, are you doing that on choice or you just haven't had a chance?
1: Well, oh, I haven't really had a chance. I, I've, heard I've heard it's quite one-sided.
0: Oh my god! Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I weirdly okay. I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. Always have been. I, I the weird thing about it is that he was always known as being a sex offender back in the '90s when I was a kid. And I like Michael Jackson, and people were like, "Why do you like him? He's a kitty fiddler." And I'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's unsubstantiated rumours or what?" Like it's it's weird how I guess now the times have changed and people believe victims more. But um, anyway, we, we just kind of ignored it for like thirty years. We're like, oh, maybe he's a weird guy, but we're just gonna like let it slide. We love his music, and now people are like, no, this is not okay. Um, I weirdly watched. I was working one of the nights of the. It was on New Zealand television, so I just watched the start and then I turned it off because I had to do some work. I had self restraint, but I only watched the start of episode one, which is um, the like you know the good bit when he's like. You know, like um, grooming the victims, I guess you could say. I'm embarrassed I just said the good bit. But the bit where they tr- he treats the kids really well, and that's all I watched, and then I switched it off. So from my sense of it, it actually looked like a really good movie. But um, it becomes absolutely horrific. And I was going to say, after you have heard the allegations now, has it put you off Michael Jackson?
1: Because it has not me. I haven't, I haven't seen it, and I haven't. Re- no one's really said... Anyone who's talked to me about it hasn't really said it like hasn't told me any of the kind of stuff from any of the evidence from it. Well, so how
0: much do you want to hear mate? Cause it's not <laughs> going to be good.
1: No, but, but
0: like you can, it's honestly the bits so I have I, seen, I can't is, it. it's sickening. Like it's like, it, it made me feel messed up like mm. just watching I, a little bit of it. It's, it's, it's the most messed up thing.
1: One interesting piece of trivia I learned about it the other day was Wade Robson. The choreographer from it mm. was the, uh, the, was um, the inspiration for the song, Justin Timberlake's song, Cry Me a River, uh, which was Britney Spears and what, Wade Robson.
0: What, they were in a relationship? Yeah. I thought it was about I, Justin Timberlake and and Britney Spears.
1: No, no, um, they were a relationship, but then...
0: They broke up uh, and Wade Robson did it, and Justin Timberlake wrote the song about Wade Robson.
1: Yeah, about... No, it was about Britney Spears crying, but because of uh, cheating with Ray, Wade Robson.
0: Oh, my God. It's, for a second there, I thought you meant Justin Timberlake wrote a song because Britney Spears cheated on Wade Robson. I get it. She cheated no, on no, Justin no. Timberlake, and the person she cheated with was Wade Robson.
1: Yeah, and and I was like, even like, oh, surely this has like just come out... Um, you know, this is just kind of made-up fake news now. But then I, I did a time-specific Google search back to... The time and it was they were still saying Wade Robson back then.
0: Unbelievable! Wow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting part of the thing. But yeah, I if you are a Michael Jackson fan, I would recommend watching it. It's a real, uh, it's a real sad story. And on my other conspiracy theory is that just before the documentary came out, and when I say came out, I mean like there was news about it on the internet. The F, um, Cotton On, which is a big cheap clothing store in New Zealand, which I never go into, New Zealand Australia, actually it might be American for all I know, Cotton On, I was walking past it on Queen Street, just happened, happened to be walking past it, and they had mannequins with these amazing Michael Jackson t-shirts, like, yeah. really cool 90s looking ones, slim fit, but like, on the back they had the tour dates and stuff like that, and you know, it's like back in the day before, like, Live Nation and, like, touring as commercialized as it now where like a Michael Jackson bad tour was going to like six locations you know obviously he'd been to huge stadiums but like it was before the music industry as it wasn't it like it is now and live touring is like it is now um and it was just the, the best t-shirts and they were so cheap they're like 15 dollars or something like that I felt bad buying them because I'm like they definitely use slave labor even though they claim they didn't I was like this is yeah it seems dodgy as hell but now I'm like did they make them so cheap because they, Cotton On had invested heavily in Michael Jackson T-shirts, and then heard the documentary was coming out and wanted to offload them.
1: I think Cotton On just sells cheap clothing, regardless.
0: Yeah, but like branded, licensed, like merch normally costs more. You know, like it's amazing yeah. to get like a licensed T-shirt of a major artist. You know, for less than thirty dollars because you've got to pay the artist, mm. right? So, in my point is, like, was Cotton On offloading these shirts because like they were so big that like you'd see people you'd wear one to work and someone at work would be wearing the same t-shirt as you because everyone owned them because there was so many of them and i'm like i reckon they flooded the market with them knowing this documentary was coming out and they only had moments to go before the stock became like ridiculed and like you know
1: possibly conspiracy um, theory once um michael jackson's nephew is making a a doco and once that comes out, they might they might be able to um, bring them back out and put them back on the shelves. No, okay. Push Don't them.
0: even joke about it, man. You to watch the documentary. It's so it's so effed up, eh? Um We'll finish. We'll get the, the um, what I want to say yeah, is they should announced. make a. Um... Don't keep the subject going.
1: No, I was going to say Eddie. Wait, you brought it up. You wanted to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and I nailed um, it
0: and now end it.
1: Um, no, I was going to say they should make a Whoopi a Eddie remake.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And I was thinking is maybe this they could... don't
0: lie? Is this Paul don't lie?
1: Yeah. So Eddie remake and the the Knicks are terrible. Uh still terrible. And then who they're like, we need a new coach. We want someone everyone's gonna love. Players are gonna love playing for coaches the the fans are gonna love cheering for him. Uh Eddie Redmayne. Actor <laughs> Eddie Redmayne.
0: Put him into the coaching role or onto the court.
1: Coaching role. I
0: can get Whoopi Goldberg as the coach because everyone loves her and she's a good talker. And get Red Redmayne out there on the court. He's still young.
1: Is this a movie? Or are you talking about real life?
0: No, real life. I'm yeah. saying. Okay, here's my new idea. Because the way, the main reason people go to the Knicks is for like celebrity front row. Each week instead of having celebrity front row, have celebrity like like you know six man or woman. Get Taylor Swift out there. Get um. Just showing a thing of other Knicks celebrities. Get Spike Lee out there. Get um, Michael Rappaport. Actually, he would love that and want to be out there, so not him. Uh, um, let's finish on a positive positive. Michael
1: Rappaport is the worst guy. He's the worst is guy.
0: It? Let's not talk about it. He is quite funny. He's quite entertaining. But, um, yeah, he is, he is the worst I guy. I just saw those
1: tweets he did about Ariana Grande, and he just seemed like the worst guy. He's
0: the worst guy. I think he was an actor who like got a little bit of fame and then people used him on podcasts and stuff like that. And he became like this personality and stuff like that. And then now that the more he said his actual thoughts, um, the more people have like distanced themselves from him. Cause I think he's like, he's become known as problematic. I just remember when I did go to a Knicks game, he was one of the sideline celebrities. And, um, I, have t- probably told the story in the podcast before, but it was so bad. He was sitting in the front row. We've all had pimples. We've all had blisters before on our face But he was sitting there and he obviously knew the celebrity camera was coming to him in a timeout or a quarter time break because it was just moving along the road, showing the famous people, the football players, and everyone was clapping. And it got to him and he was sitting there, like pretending he was talking to someone. And he had his, like, his sweat, he was wearing a real weird sweater, like a turtleneck, and he'd, like, pulled it up over his mouth. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, it was like, that's weird. But anyway, he's, like, pretending to be cool, like NBA players cover it. And the camera was on him for a bit longer and his sweater like slipped out, slipped out of his hand or whatever, or he let go of it thinking the camera had gone away, and he had like a massive like cold sore or like pimple or a huge red mark below his lip and it was disgusting. And the audience on the big screen, the audience like in the stadium, like gaffed. It was like one of the the loudest and it's most just shocking. Michael Rappaport? Michael Rappaport, yeah.
1: Wow. This is like, it sounds like Phantom of the Opera when his mask comes off. Yeah. Um, That's crazy because the Ariana Grande tweets I was talking about was him, him posting a photo of her not wearing makeup and then just talking about how ugly she was. Oh, what a horrible guy. Funny that, uh,. The table turns. He keeps Maybe on. Well, I he's he ugly
0: get... as shit. Like, I don't know. He's a yeah, best know. character actor because I was like, he only gets in movies because he's got a real strong New York accent and he can do like cop.
1: Who has he been in? He's just a racist like, cop
0: things? in heaps of movies. You'd you'd probably yeah. You'd probably if you thought about it, you'd be like, he's not big. He's just been in heaps of stuff and to the point where he is. Anyway, he he was quite funny on the Bill Simmons podcast, but he hasn't been on a long time, and I, I think everyone distanced themselves because he just crossed the line into being like a bit of an f wit um, but speaking of who's not Wits, our listeners, and we'll finish on a lovely email. Remember, email us guyimport@gmail.com. gmail.com. We will read out any email regardless. This one's complimentary. He says, my Mark, my name is Mark from Calo, Kelo, uh, California? what,
1: California,
0: no, <laughs> no, it's uh, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, so it's like a indigenous name, which I'm probably saying oh. wrong. Calo. Kelo... Calo, Calonia, Calonia, K E L. All the emails are just me trying to pronounce either names or words. Um, I found K
1: K E L.
0: Yep, O W N A. Calonia, Calonia, Colona, Colona, Colona. Anyway, he's from there. I found your pod through Paul's interview on the
1: beautiful. I want to go to Kelowna.
0: Okay. My point is, um, he heard you on the brunch podcast with Pete and DJ. What is that?
1: Uh, that's well, we shouldn't talk about. Rival, uh, podcast. You,
0: well, you went on it. You did. Yeah. Well, shout
1: out to those guys. They do a, a podcast. Uh, they're in over in Boston. When are uh, you
0: doing it? Oh, is it DJ bean? Yeah. DJ. Shout out to our mate, DJ bean. What a legend. Um, they say, he says, as well as being a fan of the pod, I have really enjoyed Paul's album, especially his song Closton Bridge that's my favorite one too. any chance of a second album in the future um Paul, any chance of seeing an album in the future
1: i want i want to do I want to have one out before the end of the year
0: um here, I got some information for you, Mark from California um Paul's got heaps of albums he's just deleted a lot of them due to embarrassment
1: yeah well, after a few years, you get embarrassed
0: no <laughs> that's not how. No, that's not how music's supposed to work. You're supposed to be proud of them.
1: Yeah, I, I think now I'm getting to the point where, like, um, hopefully they last more than two years. How
0: many albums have you released that you're, like, are okay with playing now? The uh, last probably one. Probably the one. Jungle yep. Refic- Cruise. What about the one before that, Songs About Girls? That was good, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, the ones that are still available for download are the the ones I'm not embarrassed of.
0: Okay, so that's just two,
1: three. There's three currently.
0: What's the other one?
1: Surf music.
0: Oh yeah, surf music's the newest one. Um, Jungle River Adventure and songs about girls are all except still there. So um, check them out on the internet. And hey, hit me up if you want some bootleg pool joints from back in the day. No, anything to say to that? No.
1: Oh, no, nah, that's not fair.
0: Um, anyway, Mark continues with this uh, lovely email. Just wanted to reach out and say, thanks for making my drive to work out of the gym much more enjoyable. Well, It's cool we've got a listener who works out of the gym. I don't know much about basketball. What? It's weird how many people contact us saying they don't know much about basketball. Well, we don't really talk that much about basketball anyway. That's probably the strength of the pod really, isn't it? Um, but great way for a new way, newbie like me to get involved. Get involved in the NBA. It's a, it's a hell of a league. It's also fun to hear Guy making a seemingly good point and Paul without hesitation saying, I disagree. Keep up the good work. Mark, thanks, Matt. Mark, um, P.S. Any chance we get an update on Thabo I love that uh, uh, sting. Thanks for the email, Mark. That's the end of emails for this week. I'd like I, to say I
1: disagree with his point about you making good points.
0: Paul at gmail.com if you want to um, get in touch with us. And uh, as, uh, due to popular demand, here we go.
1: Well he sneaks around the world from Istanbul to Oklahoma, saving ladies who would drown in scoring hoops and getting steals with that solid on defense. Better hope this man ain't on ya tell me. Where in the world is Tabo oh, This is the
0: segment where Paul tells us where Taboscephalosha is. He's been at the um, oh, wait. He's don't been at, he's been at the um uh, Utah Jazz every time he's done this segment because um, he that's the team he plays for and he has not really moved um i noticed in that sting though you sing about the time tabo Cephalosha saved someone um hmm. saved someone at the beach from drowning
1: yeah he saved a, uh, someone from drowning that's yeah.
0: real cool um you didn't mention the police brutality that he was a victim of and then it damages leg and now he has yeah, to well, play in nike here, um running like he plays in like casual shoes which is insane
1: yeah, well, I can't fit his whole life story into the song. It's, well, it's already weird quite fit, long.
0: It's weird. Anyway, um, where in the world, to answer the question, Paul, where in the world is Tabocephalosha? Uh
1: Currently, he is probably in Phoenix. As uh, No, actually, they played in Utah. Probably in Utah, because they've got a homestand, a four-game homestand, in Utah Jazz.
0: Oh, wonderful. Thanks, Paul. Well, he sneaks around the world from
1: Istanbul to Oklahoma Saving ladies who drown drowning, scoring hoops and getting steals With that solid, humble defense Better hope this man ain't on your, tell me Where in the world is Tabo Cephalosia?
0: There's barely like a um a picture of Tabo Cephalosia in a jazz uniform on the internet Like if you Google him, it mainly comes up with Hawks pictures so weird he wears casual shoes on court. You've got to check that out. I don't even know how they grip the, the wood. Anyway, that's the end of our podcast. Thank you so much yeah. for listening. Um, we love you. Um, guy and in gmail.com if you want to en- email in anything.
1: I'm definitely going to do a Reddit post this week, so make sure you do one as well.
0: Straight up. mate Mate, you made know, up the no. segment, and I did the last two weeks, got two I wins know. due to not being contested, and also put up some pretty standard numbers. I'm not numbers. attacking
1: you. I'm not attacking you. All I'm saying is I'm trying to hype it for the listeners for next week to tune in. I've already got because... one
0: planned. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Uh, that's all for the podcast this week. My name's Guy Williams.
1: Uh, I'm currently just Googling photos of Kelowna, and it looks beautiful. British Columbia. Catch Man, I want to go there.
0: Peace. Peace.